Okay, kia ora. welcome to another episode of Skeezy D's. Um, today, I want to talk about um, something history related. Actually, I'm realizing that I'm going to have to stop, pull over, check something. Anyway, um, this will be a short one. Let's just make it about a short thing. Um, something I'm really fascinated by is the German East Asia Squadron in World War One. What, like, they're honestly, they're, this, is, this is one of those historical events where someone needs to write a primetime TV show about this. Um, there's a lot of historical events that need to be covered. Like, stop doing the same old boring shit that everyone already knows through cultural osmosis. Please. Like, okay, so one example, this is not... I'll talk about this before we uh, go on to the, um, this really compelling thing that I was talking about. But, like, it's like, as an example, you've got the... Um, You've got the, um, you've got like, fucking, oh, what's her name? Is it Catherine of Aragon? Or Catherine de Medici? Catherine de Medici, I think. So she was like a queen, but she like, the way she like influenced her court and had so much power was she basically had this like, um, a squadron. A literal squadron of prostitutes that she would fly or fly she would send on fast carriages anywhere there was like a major gathering of um, important individuals so if she heard about like a treaty being negotiated or something she would send her prostitutes out they would offer below like you know below fucking um, below market rate for their services um, is very uh, genteel ladies um, and they would like you know go out and fuck all these men and then just like afterwards be like <laughs> so what are you doing in Munich teehee um, and get them to like spill all their fucking secrets or be like oh I get so turned on by people who spill state secrets or whatever and then like you know fucking hoover up um, all sorts of like really important information which um, fucking Catherine de Medici would then use to her advantage. Like, really fascinating stuff. Like, amazing that there's not a TV series about that, because, like, holy shit. But the other one is this German squadron. So, like, before World War One, Germany built up their uh, navy quite rapidly. They wanted to... They basically wanted to flex... Um, on a global stage, they they had they had no colonies. Like basically, Britain and France looked at Germany with the no bitches face, but saying no colonies. Um, they they got into it too late. Like the the thing is, Germany didn't need colonies. Germany's economy was increasingly powerful, and in fact, they they sort of viewed the British and French empires as the means through which they leveraged power. Um, like the, the raw material income of their colonies ensured their power in Europe. But Germany actually had development and industrial strength 
that if they just continued to build their industrial power and leverage that into economic power, they would have eclipsed France pretty rapidly, and they eventually would have eclipsed Britain. They would have been able to force them into um, an economic union. If you listen to my conspiracies episode, like, that's literally what ended up happening. It was fucking inevitable. But, uh, no, Germany had to have colonies. Um, so they, you know, they colonized, like, East, parts of East and West Africa, but like the least populated parts, and they made them even less populated because of the like, you know, they, they might have started the colonial race last, but they definitely made a run for like greatest at ethnic cleansing, um, including um, narrowly na- narrowly beaten by the British and Americans, but being the like one of the first places to use concentration camps as a means of ethnic cleansing. So, you know, congratulations, Germany. Um, So, but they have this empire, and they need, um, they need a navy to protect it. Because if they don't have a navy, then basically any country can threaten these, like, colonies with three Germans in them um, into surrendering. So, which, you know, I guess, like, the prestige of it. But also, like, in part, this is also tied to the Kaiser being obsessed with boats. Um, Like, literally, he was really into boats um, when he went to visit his grandma, Queen Victoria. He'd always dress up as a British sailor, as a kid. Um, He was really into battleships. He was really into yacht racing. And he constantly got smoked by the British royal family um, at yacht races, which made him really salty. So, so yeah, you've, you've got this obsession, and so he starts to build a navy. By the time we get to the start of World War I, the German navy is the second largest in the world, after the British navy, which is extremely impressive, um, because the British had basically had an unchallenged naval superiority um, for 200 years. Um, and Germany being able to get to this point from like no navy because Germany doesn't have ocean basically is pretty impressive Um, now and part of this navy was the East Asia Squadron so this was the squadron responsible for looking after um, like let's see the Bismarck Archipelago which is like the tiny islands next to um, Papua New Guinea um, Western Samoa, um, not all of Samoa, just half of Samoa, um, and most importantly, um, looking after Sangsao, I think that's how you say it, um, I'm, I'm sure I will be corrected by a generous patron, um, if I've said it correctly, like, the place where the beer comes from, like, and that's one of the weird cultural artifacts of Germany's colonial endeavors is the like most well-known Chinese beer was started by German brewers. Um, Sangsao, maybe uh, I don't know. Um, God, God, like I swear I'm not trying to be racist. I'm just trying to work on my pronunciation. Um, so you get, you get, yeah, you get to World War Two, and there's these two cruisers and like three light cruisers or something that are stuck in um, 
in the east in east asia and they're like well we're fucked like immediately when the news drops and like this would make such a fantastic episode of fucking primetime tv as soon as they get the message every single sailor every single captain and the admiral all realize they're like we're dead well no 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 they do they realize we're dead and that's not necessarily like you know they could surrender they're not going to surrender they have been given charge of these extremely expensive naval vessels and it's their responsibility to ensure that they're used for like the glory of germany or whatever and so they know we're dead because we're not going to surrender we're going to make the british fucking kill us Um, because there's no way back home because the only way they can get back home is if they get past the united kingdom which at this point is basically an island surrounded by steel um and so they resolve to try and get as close to germany as they can and deal as much damage to the british as they can so one of them i think it was the sms emden is basically sent off on a on a, on a devil may care YOLO mission to sink as many British ships as possible by itself and draw off as many vessels as it can, and it has a, 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 a wildly successful run. Um, it goes across India. It raids several ships on the way. Um, I think it sinks a another a British light cruiser. Um, and it eventually runs out of coal and grounds itself in Africa and its guns are removed by von Leto Lorbeck who is um, basically he's like he's a he's a pretty he's probably one of the more Chad generals um, he he's like the only German commander who like didn't surrender um, he was apparently according to the reports we have he was in, like he basically realized that because he got isolated in Africa and he realized that he couldn't kind of stick to the racism thing um so apparently he was quite um respectful of his african troops and there was like a point where the german government resolved to pay the pensions of all the african soldiers and when they went to africa to try and figure out basically every surviving soldier from his group remembered their full like parade drill and how to like strip the rifles that they'd been given and that sort of thing anyway that's like all aside but they like they they basically take all the guns off the ship which is like crazy the rest of them sail across the pacific and they're they get across mostly undetected until they eventually reach um i think it's coronel which is uh, off um chile i think Um, Now, the thing was, they could stop in neutral ports to get coal, but they couldn't stay long. And no one wanted them to stay long because they knew the British were going to come and try and fuck them up. And they get caught by, basically, the British equivalent, East Asia Squadron. Now, when the British sends their East Asia Squadron, they're not sending their best. Their ships were old and outdated. And there's this, like, incredible thing where the British commander kind of knows his ships are not going to beat the German ships. Their, their ships are, are less powerful. Um, something that makes it even worse is it's it's a stormy day and the British ships, most of their guns are low and all their guns get flooded so they can only use a few of their guns. Um, 
So there's like that element of it. But he knows that he's probably going to lose, but he's still like, I have to fight for British honour, for like British supremacy of the seas. Like, if I don't fight, my life is over. So I'm going to condemn my sailors to death to an avoidable fight um, for that honour. Um, and Von Leo Lorbeck just wipes the floor. A battle of Coronel just absolutely wipes the floor. Like, sinks, I think, like, three cruisers or something ridiculous. Um, maybe more. With very limited losses. But the problem is, this uses so much of his ammunition. And he's like, okay, if I can make it around South America... He can't go through the, the canal. And he's like, if I can make it around South America... Maybe I can cross the Atlantic maybe like Germany can organize some kind of like breakout or like something like there's like this little spark of hope and they they sail around and then they they make it to the Falkland Islands now the British knew they were going for the Falkland Islands because like it's it was kind of like a deduction of logic I think they might have also already broken the German codes I'm not entirely sure the Germans weren't sure if the British were going to be able to get to the Falkland Islands before they could so they were hopeful that they could get into the Falklands, steal all the coal, get out. That was basically their plan. But when they get there, the, what the British had done is they, they grounded a battleship. So they drove a battleship onto the beach to basically turn it into an unsinkable bunker. And that scares off the Germans. And then the Germans see their worst fucking nightmares on the horizon. Two battle cruisers. Now, battle cruisers were specifically designed to hunt and destroy cruisers. Um, this is, I think this is literally the only time in history battle cruisers actually got to do what they were designed to do. Um, the, the problem with battle cruisers is, so they were designed to like counter cruiser warfare. Um, the problem is no nation capable of cruiser warfare ever went to war with a nation that had battle cruisers. Um, so the point was kind of moot. Um, but this is the point where these battle cruisers, which were faster, better armed, better armored than the German ships, just got to leisurely chase them down and sink them. And like, fucking depressing scenes. The Germans are trying to flee, but you know, their ships, they've been at sea for like fucking ages at this point. Their engines are not well serviced. Um, so they're slower. Um, their guns are smaller, they've got less ammunition, they're still accurate as fuck, they're still landing hits on the British, but slowly they get pounded and they just refuse to surrender, they refuse to surrender. Um, at, at one point I think the British are nearly point blank just fucking firing into these ships that are a few, like, I think literally one of the guns of one of the ships was still firing as it sank. Like, just fucking insane macho shit. Um... And yeah, that's kind of like the story of the East Asia Squadron. A little bit of presso, but yeah, whatever. 